I like that one a lot. That's what it felt like to do morning PT at Boy State. Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth. The show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Welcome back to the David Allen Show. DavidAllenShow.com. Uh, David's off again. Don't know why. I think he's a slacker. Um, but we, I, I found a new voice. Doesn't anyone notice this? That, uh, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> we'll see what we'll see how it goes. Um, ben is with us. Yeah, hello. I think. Hi, how are you? Hello, I'm hey, doing great. You're a, quite well. You're you're in school still, yeah? The the high school? Yes, yes. In, I'm going to be a senior this coming fall. In this town we're in. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yes. Um. You're gonna be senior coming up. Yeah. So 2019, you'll gra- yep. graduate. Yeah, I can't wait to graduate. <clears throat> so the re- one of the reasons I pulled you in here, well, two reasons. Uh, I'm intrigued by you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. A lot of people are. <laughs> right. You're an enigma. Uh, and the uh, you just returned from a thing they do here in this state nationwide. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is nationwide. Boys state? Boys state. That sounds kind of gender um, exclusionary. Well, yeah? I didn't know you had a problem with that, Craig. I didn't say I had a problem with okay, it. Okay, good. I was I'm say. just saying. I'm just stating the obvious. Well, they have a girl state, too. But, you know, if it becomes one of those Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts thing, then it's going to be... Then they're just going to call it state. They're going to call it state. People state. Children states. No, no. Because then, then you're like... Humankind um, state. No, but see, then you're excluding no, all the animals. Like... Well... Right? Then we'll call it state. Yep. It's okay though. So what 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 is it? What did you do? Well, it was one busy week, is what it was. <clears throat> and today, by the way, June twenty one. Yeah. When was this? Uh, this was May twenty eighth to June first. Okay, so nearly a month ago, twenty yeah. days or so. Yeah. Okay. So, it was a lot of work, kind of. <laughs> well, what it, does that mean? Oh, yeah. It's kind of work. It's kind of work if you really think about it. Uh, the veterans put this on, or the auxiliaries and all of them, and that was a they did a dang good job of it. That's for sure. Learned a lot, and like they said, it was an experience I'll never forget, and it was an experience that would change me. Well, they they said that they started the week with that. Pretty much, that's what they said. They said Boy State was a big deal, and I like for the entire time of thinking through this, I was like. There's no way this can be a big deal. There's like 200 other people, at least 200 other people. And then I got there the first two days. I was like, eh, maybe. And then really started picking things up. And I was like, yeah, this is something that would change me. I know, no, I I hope I now know a lot more than what I came into. A lot do, of volunteer Do work. you pay to go? Does it cost money? I don't think it does. So you didn't pay. I, so someone may have, but you didn't. Someone may have. Awesome I didn't. Awesome freeloader. Good work. I know, right? Free, free stuff to make me smart. That's what I like. All right. So uh, on the American Le- SDLegion.org. Yes. Boy State is a nationwide program. Mm-hmm. Last year, there were 50 American Legion-sponsored boys states in operation. Uh, the that's Amer- good. The American Legion in the state of Illinois began this far-reaching activity in 1935. Oh, wow. South Dakota Boys State was founded at Aberdeen in 1940, and subsequent meetings were held in 1941-42. 
World War II made it necessary to drop this activity, but in 1946, South Dakota Boy State was resumed. How nice. They paused for war. Well, Excellent. yeah, that's a normal thing, I think, to do. <laughs> so many prominent legionnaires participated in the organization of South Dakota Boys State that it is somewhat unfair to mention names. But some of the more active promoters were Peter Wang. I don't know. Ivan Hunsinger. Dr. Harry Darling. Mr. Charles Dolthrop. They never talked about any of these people, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All of Aberdeen, apparently. Yeah. Pretty, All of Aberdeen. Seriously, though. Aberdeen had a really big part in this. Like, really? the NSU campus that we were at, it was all every... Oh, wait. It was at Northern. Yeah, it was okay, at Northern. Okay, so it was in Aberdeen. Okay. Everyone on campus was gone, but the lunches we had were good, so they still had, like, workers there. Now, okay, I'm intrigued by this because this lists the names here. This is on the web, official official website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says all of... It lists those names I just said. All of Aberdeen and Judge Harry Munt, comma... All now deceased. Are they saying all of Aberdeen is deceased? I, I don't think so. Means? Because Aberdeen seemed kind of lively Alive. when we were there. Yeah. Well, maybe all the people that were involved from Aberdeen. I think that's what you're going after. Yeah. I'm not going after nothing. They said it. Well, then that's what they're going after. The excellent organization of this program is due largely to their planning and foresight. A plaque on the Northern State campus has been erected in their honor. By former boy staters. Are you now a former boy stater? I am now stater? a former boy stater. Yes. So, and, what'd you do? Well, I have a schedule here in this planner that they gave us. This whole book, it was... So uh, you came bearing, like, materials. Wow. I did. I came bearing lots of goodies for you. <coughs> Come on, all right. This is a whole 66-page book. It was a lot of information, and nobody read all the way through Are it. Are you sure? It's like the Constitution. No one cares. It's like, is that yeah. the user agreement that you get when you sign up for an Apple device? Well, I had to sign something. Well, I think it was just to see if I ever lost my book, but that's the only thing I ever really signed. Okay. But yeah, uh, that Monday... Did you have to pledge allegiance to a certain party when you got there? No. We were all... We were all green, according to my counselor, Matt Cordell. I mean, all green. I mean, he put us like in... environmentally friendly green? No, we were not that. I mean, we were. We were, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we were all green because Matt was in the Army, and he's now a state trooper. And I really respect him a lot, considering what he's done for us within this week. I now know a lot more about him and a lot of things. But he said that we're all green, and he roomed us with people from opposing parties. So the parties that we had at Boys State were the Nationalists and the Federalists, mm -hmm. not like Democrats and Republicans. How, how would they compare, or would they compare with the current parties we no, have? No, they don't compare Not even all. remotely? No, because you have to make your own party on what you... On what they just arbitrarily in, call it nationalists or yes, okay. yes. It's like calling one team one and team two. Mm. It doesn't make a difference. It just sounds more revolutionary. Yeah, okay. I like it. Um, so, yeah, you had no idea what your party was about until you got into party conventions. And then who's jumped up and said, oh, by the way, this is our party? Or is that, a, is that sanctioned? Do they have that? They... Well, like I said, they just said, you're nationalists. Yeah, I know, but your platform. Do you then stand no, up yeah, and try yeah. to throw out platform options? Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we get into counties first, and then, er, yeah. First we're in cities, and then we go into counties. And the counties is when we started breaking off into nationalists and federalists, mostly. And what we did there was our county came up with ideas to help our platform out, and now all these other counties would do the same thing. And then eventually we'd meet as states, and the states would, not the states, 
whatever's above county. I can't remember. Everything. State. It is state. I knew that. I was making sure you knew. I thought so. And uh, so, yeah, it's we keeping met Keeping us there. on our toes. I, I like that. And then uh, we met there, and we started to mash all of our stuff up that mm-hmm. we got from our counties, and we're like, this is our platform. Okay, give me your platform. What was it? Legal marijuana was one thing. Who brought this up? I don't know. I don't like it, but I, I'm one voice in hundreds, so it doesn't matter what I thought. Yeah, but you jumped on the bandwagon. You know you did. A little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's the one thing that you kind of had to do a little bit. So that was it? No, no, no. We had a lot of stuff. Um, like, uh, my big issue was with uh, food stamps and stuff like that, uh, what the government hands out. Mm-hmm. I said that we have to make it, you have to have community service for it, and you have to pass a drug test, and you have to be searching for a job, and you have to do a lot of things in order for you to have this. Because I thought, if all these taxpayers are paying money for you, you might as well give something back. Hence with the community service. And if you pass a drug test, that's great because this is my opinion. I don't like people to be on drugs, people that I'm giving money to. How come? Well, not me. Who are you to say that they can't? I'm not. Well, you know, I just, this is just how I was raised, I guess. But okay. I can't tell you to snort cocaine. I can't Un- until tell you I'm to... taking money from you. Yeah, I and, guess. And then you can say no? Then I can say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. my money. I'm, yeah, okay. You I'm don't spend you. that on cocaine. I don't like that. You probably shouldn't even if it's your money. Yeah, I don't like it if right. any money is being Hello. spent on cocaine. So what? Uh, so your platform was legalized marijuana. Uh, harder or more like ben- drug testing for welfare. Yeah, and and a lot of stuff, a lot of improvements. I think for welfare mm-hmm. because we saw a bunch of studies in Maine did this with the social with the volunteer work. A lot of people got off it after that. So I was like, it's a good idea. Decentralize off of it. welfare. Yeah. Because mm, it was harder to get. Well, yeah, you you had to work for it, and hmm. I was like, "Well, there you go. People don't want to work for stuff." Okay, you're young. Yeah, I know. You you have an interesting perspective because you've not had to live in the world. That is very true. I have not had to live yet. So I I mean I'm curious because I think a fair number of people that would fall into your age category might fall under the camp of. Um, Free stuff from the government's good. I think that's insane. Why? I, don't, I was raised, if you want something, you work for it. And I wanted a Call of Duty game when I was younger, and I washed cars for it. My parents' cars, they gave me the money, but I had the concept down. <laughs> that is such a bad example. They let you work for a war game? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that just crazy? Yep. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Hey, it worked out. All right, what else? Yeah. Um, what, what else was your platform, or did you have another platform? We had more stuff. We had a lot of veterans. Well, another thing I threw into the pot was uh, veteran affairs, getting something like uh, a, a clinic or something set up for veterans so that they could go and find more jobs or get well-rested or help the homeless veterans out at least. So that was another thing I threw in, and that passed in the conventions and stuff. Well, yeah, who's going to say no, yeah. screw the veterans? Well, maybe the Especially Democrats, at the American but... Legion product. I know. I was like, guys, no one else has said this. I don't believe I have to be the one to say it, but I'm going to because, you know, <laughs> it had to be said. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we wanted, I don't know why, but we wanted a space program for the state of South Dakota. Why? For what? <laughs> Who we you say we your party did? Well, I don't know who all came up with this, but eventually the elective that we had elected for running for governor 
he made this the biggest issue ever was a space program. That was the only thing he talked about. Oh, so of course we lost with our party, nationalists. Because of that. Be- that was the only thing he talked about. Yeah, it was just not pretty. During the debate, he just got ripped to shreds. Who was this person? Oh. Is he from what, from what school? I have no idea. I think he was from T, maybe mm. somewhere south. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, he said he was going to join the Army, which I was like, yeah, that's... For real or as governor? No, he was... <laughs> yeah, governor in the Army. That's a good idea. Um, no, he said he wanted to join the Army, and I had I gave him props for that. I think that's a great idea. I think... I really support the Army. How come? Well, they give you free education. Free oh, education. Oh, hey, hold on a second. Okay. They, so you like free crap. Now you do have to work. And, well, and yeah, exactly. They essentially teach you, surrender they, yourself. Exactly. They teach you a lot of skills. They teach mm-hmm. you pride. They teach mm-hmm. you camaraderie. They get you in shape. I think the Army is just one great program. Really? Are you going? Are, are you doing it? I would love to join the Army, but I can't. Mm. I have cystic fibrosis, and that well, sucks. That probably would uh, be would hinder. <laughs> yeah, a heck of a lot, because I ran a three-mile today, and that hurt. You did what? I ran a three-mile today. Why? Because I don't oh, know. Oh, I forgot you're a track crazy yeah, person, I know. too. Why do you do this? It helps me, uh, I guess. Really? Yeah. It, what part? The focus or the actual physical piece? The physical piece, mostly. Okay. Yeah. Because my lungs are garbage, so I have to use them to make them not garbage. It's like if you broke your leg, you go into mm-hmm. rehab for it. Or rehabilitate. Right. After whatever. they fix it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. To get strength again. So yeah, is that really how it works? Pretty like much. With your lungs, you have to keep... Uh, uh, working them well yeah they make too much mucus for it to be viable so i have to do a vest treatment every morning and stuff like that and a nebulizer and then i throw a little bit of physical exercise on top of that to just you know give me i see why you were behind the legalized weed now i (laughs) i actually just grabbed on that because i was like i'm I'm gonna it's the trump train get on or get (laughs) off or get out of the way so i decided to get on so what was your position like uh, what? What did you do? What was your job at state? Eventually, I was a citizen. Huh? I was a citizen. Shut up, citizen. Exactly. Like okay. Pretty much. But no. Uh, I I got to be a no, defense attorney. Go about your business. Really, as a citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, m- my main part was being a citizen, mm-hmm. and then the defense attorneys and the uh, prosecuting attorneys—they were mostly citizens too. But mm-hmm. we were busy being attorneys, so we didn't have time for citizen crap. Okay. We went and did our court case, mm. which I have on paper here. Ooh, what was it? Well, for the defense attorneys, we had uh, this drunk driver who was in a green pickup, and he hit a black Corvette driver, and the black Corvette driver died on the scene. And so my client had a DUI against him and vehicular homicide against him, and that was the case. It was a lot of work. What was the goal? Like to, to... my goal was to get him off of the vehicular homicide because why? I'm a defense attorney, and every person is innocent until proven guilty. That is America. It's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. And yes, but when you have someone who is drunk, oh yeah, we lost that behind, DUI charge. But no, but they get behind the wheel. I'm not condoning and then... any of this. Right, this voice thing is all—it's all facade. It's fake. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's made up. This is a practice run for real life. The the defense attorney that came and like mentored us for two days, he said, 
I'm a defense attorney. So that was like his opening line, of course. I'm a defense attorney. And 99% of the people that you represent are people you would never want to see in your life again. And I said, you're darn right. And that was... Uh, oh, but you gosh. aren't required to take the case, are you, as the defense attorney? I mean, if you want to get paid, you are. But, but still, how do you get paid? No idea. We, did, we didn't get paid. This was just Boy State stuff. So I know that. But. I, I know. And I, after this, I was like, maybe I should be a lawyer because I kind of <laughs> wanted to be a lawyer. <laughs> I can't join the Army, darn it. Darn it. I'll be their lawyer. I'm going to join the ranks of the hated few. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Hey, someone's got to do it. Yeah, you got to stand up for something. It man. is a dirty job. So you won the case? You won part of it? I won the case. Oh, That's quotation marks. Good you job. cannot mm-hmm. win a law case unless you get everything the way you wanted it perfectly, which happens 1% of the time. I don't know if that's a fact. Um, (laughs) You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first from Mm -hmm. Ben Harstead. Um, Mm -hmm. So the case, the charges he had was a DUI and a vehicular homicide. And there were were bullet points that went along with the, the charges. How much time did you have to prep for this case? We had two days. To prep before the trial? Yeah. Who was the judge? Our judges were selected out of our circuits or districts, whatever you wanted, or wards, whatever you wanted to call them. Mm -hmm. And then they went to like a judge mentoring thing, and they got told how to be a judge, kind of. And they really didn't do anything, if you ask me. Okay. Because we objected, and then I got the short end of the stick, and he said whatever word it was, not sustained, I think, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. He never allowed mm-hmm. my objections is what I'm saying. But, really? You know, he, he had a good point afterwards because I talked to everyone after the case, of course. We had to talk about it. <laughs> I was like, wow, I'm really surprised I got him off the homicide. And he's like, I am too. So, Was there a jury in this trial? There was. Oh. It's not a legitimate jury, though. We just brought in citizens from Boy State. Mm-hmm. So there well, was like- But, I mean, it's- the. It's a whole play act, but... Oh, yeah, but, like, it gives you a taste of real mm-hmm. life. And we had, like, six or seven. I don't know why we had... If we would have had six, I think we had seven. But one of the jurors fell asleep, and that was kind of expected. Um, but, yeah, I had a good time. And so the bullet points of the DUI were... Uh, the defendant drove or was in actual physical contact con- control of the vehicle, and the defendant was under the influence of an alcoholic beverage. That was set up for you to lose. That's what our defense attorney told us. He said, well, hello. Well, yeah. The, I mean, the evidence, he had a freaking blood test that said, sorry, can I say that? Sure. Okay. He had a blood <laughs> test. He had a blood test come back from the doctor, which was legitimate, obviously. And he had a 1.2, no, a 0.12. And I was like, that's really not a big deal. I mean, come on, guys. 0.1. Yeah, hello, point zero eight's the legal limit. Yeah, but, you know, some people can hold it better. I don't care. I know. You have a line somewhere, right? Yeah. I talked to... Some people can actually take two or three bullets before they die. Exactly. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. If it's in, like, the arms, maybe. I'm not a doctor. But uh, (laughs) I talked to a nurse afterwards, and she was like, yeah, that's really not the highest I've ever seen either. I was like, well, yeah. And she's like, I've seen people with threes and fours. I was like... And then they're dead. And then they're like, yeah, spazzing out or trying to die. So anyways, that was was set up for us to lose. So of course we lost that. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was five bullet points for the vehicular homicide. 
There's a lot. There's there's a whole packet on this. So it, what are the odds this is an actual for real case? Then I would have got? done a really good job, I think. Well, with this fake judge you had. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, God. And a, a, and a yeah, your jury. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. <laughs> so uh, the defendant operated or drove a motor vehicle in a negligent manner. That was one that we had to argue on a lot. Why? Because there's once we got into all the evidence, there was green lights for our defendant, mm-hmm. and there were green lights for the prosecutor. But our defendant had two people saying that it was a green light for them, and the prosecutor only had one person saying, one witness saying it was a green light for them. Oh, so one of the cars ran a red light. The the black one did. The black Corvette is what we concluded. Mm. So we said that they were driving in a negligent manner, and it didn't matter who was in the pickup, whether they were inebriated or not, or if it was even a pickup, because his death was that day, and there was nothing that we could do to change it. Okay, so here's the question I would have for this. Yes. You ha- you're over the legal limit. Yes. Driving's a privilege. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, some would say it's not, but I mean, yeah. I mean, technically, it's the, a the, the word on the street is, is driving's a privilege, not a right. So, exactly. you must maintain certain things to get to be able to do that. Do that. Yeah. Now, theoretically, just like if you have no insurance on your car, uh-huh. you're not supposed to be on the road. No, you're not. That means he should have had a driver, a mm-hmm. DD. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. The other guy ran the red light or not, mm-hmm. that has no bearing in okay. my mind because the, the truck yeah. was not supposed to be there. The fact that that truck was there already breaks, like to me, that's step one, not supposed to be there, so I don't care if the other guy broke the law. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The truck wasn't supposed to be there legally. Yeah. So because the truck was there, to me, that illegality... Break just trumps everything. Yeah, what we said, the defendant was under... Oh, no, not that one. Uh, the defendant operated or drove a motor vehicle in a negligent manner. We got into the evidence again, and there wasn't much against this, or you know what I mean? But the, there's no evidence to prove that, other exactly. than that he was drunk. Exactly. We didn't have to prove... The defendants had, oh, yeah. didn't have to prove sure. anything, which was really nice. It made my job Burden a lot proof. easier. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was all on the prosecutor. But when your objections aren't sustained. <laughs> yeah, that makes it a little difficult. Uh, so I was like... Because I had like five or ten objections mm-hmm. planned throughout the evidence. And I was... Because uh, that's what Marshall... Lovren, that's his name. Marshall Lovren, he was the defense attorney at Aberdeen who came and helped us. He was a pretty cool guy. All lawyers are bald, is what we found out. I know two that aren't, so okay. Okay, well then you just (laughs) destroyed that fact. Um, So yeah, he said, get these objections down, and we wrote them down. And uh, I did my first objection, and that was sustained. I was like, well, then I'm not objecting anymore, because I feel like I'm not going to get any more good stuff, considering I'm representing a criminal okay he was a criminal but like you know mm-hmm. innocent till proven mm-hmm. guilty so anyways i didn't do any of that anymore uh some more bullet points where the negligent driving was the proximate cause of the death of tim jones the prosecutor tim jones was the prosecutor okay um that was another one we had to argue a lot on that was those number one and number three were like the two important ones that you that the defendant could poke holes in and make it 
not seem true. Because you didn't have to prove anything. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because cause the negligent driving was supposedly on our client's part, but we turned that around and put it on his part because we had evidence saying that he was driving around town like a maniac all day because this one guy was walking his dog and said, I saw this black Corvette come around a corner, leave black marks, heard it screeching and squealing, and then it revved up its engine and went on down. And then there, and then he saw it later at that intersection, and that's when the crash happened. And then I didn't like the rest of his testimony, so I cut him out, and I said no further questions, and he got out of there. <laughs> you just used him for a piece of it. Well, just, yeah, that's what you got to do. It's, oh God, this is so so bad. My no, dad what? told me never to be a lawyer, and I was like, I know. There you go. I mean, I kind of get it, but you know, pay and action, and you know, all fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, the defendant did so without a design to affect the cause of de- the uh, death of Tim Jones, which was uh, obvious, of course, because he was drunk. He had no plans. Uh, the ke- <laughs> I don't know if we could have <laughs> argued about that one, being like, we never searched his house for plans or anything. What if you know this DUI wasn't a disguise? That would have never held up, I'm pretty sure. Okay, hello. <laughs> Uh, the killing was not excusable or justifiable. That was another one we couldn't really debate on either. It's not justifiable? No, there was no reason that yeah, the Tim hello. Jones would have died. Hello, I know. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Well, I mean, there's a reason why you're dead, but that's not up to us. That's but, up to I mean, there's a chance power. that maybe the next light he ran, there could have been a non-drunk person there. And could have killed him mm-hmm. just the same. It's possible. See, you just turned it around on yourself. This is what we were talking about. Ah, oh, the beauty of law. Um, so yeah. Garbage. It is garbage. It's just a giant burning heap of trash. It's not fun. Uh, yeah. The two days that we worked on this were the hungriest I've ever been in a long time. Why? That's a lot of thinking. Because you would read through all of these people's testimonies, and the sheriff had a lot to say about it. And you'd read through all these things, and you'd plan out what you'd want to say. Was it just have- you, or did you have a team? I had, our prosecutor did not know what he was doing before <laughs> the thing. So he uh, uh, appointed two defense attorneys because mm-hmm. we didn't know how many we needed. And he's like, you and you. And that was me and this other guy, Jaden. I, I, I don't know. We're not friends. We don't talk. But I, I learned his name. But you we're didn't friends. talk during the your trial? Well, of course we talked. He asked me questions, you know, off to the side, like, we, should we do this? Or you know. Was it like joke questions? No, they were legitimate oh, okay. questions. He had he had a really good point. He had a good question that I don't remember, but it helped a lot with the <laughs> so case. It was so good, though, It man. was so good. God, I wish you guys would have heard it. But um, so that happened, and then so I had a team, a team, a duo, whatever, and a duet? A, no, a duo. Oh, okay. A duo. We're not singing in this court of law. That is not acceptable. <laughs> so. But a dance? Uh, a little bit. A little. Because there's a chance that you might do that. Yeah, I mean, kind of. If mean, you think about it, for yeah. evidence, maybe. A little song and dance? I'm not singing and dancing on this show. Uh, I'm sorry. You'll do it on stage, but not on the show? I know. I'm such a disappointment. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll allow it. Whatever. Yeah, I wish the judge would have said that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sustained. So those were the hungriest days I've ever been. I ate 
all the food there was great. It's NSU campus food, and it's all buffet, so it's pretty much awesome. Did you have to pay for that? No. Really? Who this did? This was awesome. I have no I think the Legion pays for everything. Did you know that you were in company with John Wayne? Bill Clinton, Slick Willie, Bill oh, Clinton. Oh, crap. I'm going to have to change this. Old RG3. These all went to Boy State? Neil Armstrong, the guy that fake walked on the moon. I know. That is so um, fake. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people. <laughs> Jordan, Michael Jordan, Tom Brokaw, and Garth Brooks. Oh. You have one thing in common with the Boy State broke thing, job. I'm guessing. With Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw. You were God. born in South Dakota. Oh, that was it? Yeah, well, he's, from, he's from Yankton? I think so. Maybe he's Michael uh, maybe Jordan's not. not from South Dakota. No, Tom Brokaw. Brokaw. Broca. I don't know who he is. Tom, I, you don't sh- know Tom Brokaw? Sh- sh- I may have heard the name. It may have gotten into my mind. Now, I understand you're out. young. Yeah. He was the voice of the news. Was the NBC's like nightly news oh. during the original Desert Storm? He was the voice oh, of Desert the Storm. The fr- not, yeah. Oh, during the nineties. Okay. Back when you were not. I was around. not even a twinkle in my dad's eye. What year were you born? Two thousand. Holy cow. Yeah, I know, right? Man, I'm old. It's okay. We're all getting there. I'm almost gonna be eighteen. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So these people all went to Boy State? Apparently, that's what it says. Robert and, Griffin III went to Boy State. Think about that, you jocks. <laughs> well, ooh, were there? There any, was. Like... I roomed with the jock. This kid Uh-oh. was awesome. <laughs> Wyatt Powers was his name, and really? he was from T. I say that as a question. <laughs> right? Um, he was. Perfect. Oh, my God. He was huge. This kid was ginormous, and he could have snapped me like a toothpick. Because I resemble a toothpick quite a bit, as you can see in the studio. It's, tr- it's true. Um, <laughs> and Marky Mark. I like Marky Mark. Marky Mark got a burger store in the, the Mall of America now. That's awesome. My goodness. I will tell you what. What? Speaking of a burger store in the Mall of America. What It's Wahlburger. It's what it's called. That's the best name of a burger joint it's clever. I've ever heard. It's totally clever. However. It's better than Burger King, that's for sure. Well, it's newer. Yeah, that- <clears throat> I'm going to show you a picture. All right. That the the fans can't see the fans the listeners of the show the, the fans Why the not? nice fans um, if the they and, and if I if I remember I'll put this in the show notes of this show okay um, talk about branding in the Mall of America that's genius holy cow I, what in the world is that and hy V partnered with them yeah oh my god but that's so just if, if you've been to the Mall of America the, the main entrance is they have like a rotunda area. Where they have events and speakers and celebs come there. Yep. And they have like all the levels. I think there are three or at least three, maybe four levels right there. Okay. You look down at the bottom floor. Well, in the middle. And you see a giant Krabby <laughs> Patty. It's yeah, amazing. It's huge. It's got to be 20 feet wide. Oh, at definitely. Least. There's two like small women on there. I assume they're small. This burger makes them look small. So <laughs> they're yeah. large women. They're, if they're, they're large. Small. Yeah. I mean, this does a really good job of sizing people. If mm-hmm. you want to look. 20 pounds skit thinner, go to the mall. Go stand on that burger. Go stand on that burger. That Don't, wall burger. That wall burger. Don't let anyone judge you about that wall burger. So what we need to do is talk to them and see if they'll sponsor the show. Oh, definitely. <laughs> hey, Marky Mark. Who's it? Mark and Donnie? Is that the other one? Who's Don? Don. Oh, man. I forget you're young. Don. I think you're from uh, New Kids on the Block. I think it's his older brother. I think. I could be wrong. I have no idea. <clears throat> okay, this thing is not 25 feet. It's bigger than that. It has to be. It's got to be, yeah. Okay. Anyway, 
Three yeah. levels of this thing is nuts. So anyway, Wall Burgers in the Mall of America mm-hmm. partnered with Hy-Vee, not a sponsor, by the way. No, of we're not the David sponsor. Allen show. Yet we would like to be. Or uh, he would like we, to be. We, yes. If I can get on this show more often, we would like to be. We would like to be. This is the David Allen Show. David Allen Show dot com. DavidAllenShow.com on the interweb. Um, we don't ever post anything on social media, so we're there, but we don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, someday. Someday, maybe. Uh, email at gmail uh, at DavidAllenShow at gmail.com if you want to send us a little note. A note of encouragement and love. Or you just want to yell. Uh, thanks, Ben, for coming in. This is kind of fun to oh, yeah. have, a, have a, another. Just another. I know. Another voice. Because David is a slacker. I'm interested in me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's okay. Internet sales tax is coming. That's insane. Well, the uh, <clears throat> the United States Supreme Court ruled today that uh, um, states or or that. Oh that, yeah, I just heard about this on the radio as soon um, as I came in. Marty Jackley was at these hearings, right? Yeah, yeah. This stemmed from a South Dakota v. Wayfair. Yep. Lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, this from the Americans for Tax Reform, ATR.org. Uh, today's Americans for Tax Reform President Grover Norquist issued the following statement on the South Dakota v. Wayfair decision. "Quote: Today, the Supreme Court said yes, you can be taxed by politicians you do not elect." and who act knowing you are powerless to object. This power can now be used to export sales tax, personal and corporate income taxes, and opens the door for the European Union to export its tax burden onto American businesses as they have been demanding. If physical nexus is no longer required, as the Quill v. ND case demanded, the sales tax, uh, for sales taxes, then it is no longer required for personal or corporate income tax. Now, that, that is a fascinating point. Now, California or any state or city that loses population through exit now can tax people and businesses who do their best to avoid that city or state. Wow. We fought the American Revolution in large part to oppose the very idea of taxation without representation. Today, the Supreme Court announced, oops, 
governments can now tax those outside their borders, those who have no political power, no vote, and no voice. My God, this just sounds un-American now that I've heard it from this angle. Yeah. Because so, I heard Marty Jackley saying on the radio, he, you have to think about it from a small owner. Now he is the attorney general of the U, uh, the United the Secretary of the South Dakota. Hello, <laughs> Attorney General. I'm okay, attorney there you general go, South Dakota. Yes. All right. Yeah, he said stuff about like if you're a small business owner and you're ordering stuff online, you're just getting hosed. So those taxes need to come in. That's what I understood. This from the Associated Press. Yes. Headline: High Court. Online shoppers can be forced to pay sales tax. Washington. Sales will be able, sales, man, <laughs> states <coughs> will be able to force more people to pay sales tax when they make online purchases under a Supreme Court decision Thursday, today, that will leave shoppers with lighter wallets, but is a big financial win for states. Maybe. Well, it's going to be. Well, it should be. It better be. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't work in the states, what's the point of this? Well. Consumers can expect to see sales tax charged on more online purchases, likely over the next year and potentially before the Christmas, of course, before the Christmas shopping season. Oh, great. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of revenue. As states and retailers react to the court's decision, said one attorney involved in the case. Su- the Supreme Court's five to four opinion, so it's oh, really, wow. really- that was really close. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Thursday overruled a pair of decades-old decisions that states said cost them billions of dollars in lost revenue annually. As a side note, Marty Jackley's position mm-hmm. on this issue made me not vote for him in the primary. I know what you mean. Because I, now, I, I, I think old Gnome had a similar one, but she didn't come out as strong as, strong as Marty. Yeah. But he's the, the, the attorney pushing the case. So, of course, yeah. he's going to. Well, of course, he has to be for yeah. it then. I mean, let's right. not be for it and push it. The decisions made it more difficult for states to collect sales tax on certain online purchases, and more than 40 states had asked the the high court. Sorry, my other computer just acted stupid. That's okay. Hello, touch the right mouse. There we go. There we go. All right, we're still good. Um, More than 40 states had asked the high court for action. Five states don't charge sales tax. Oregon, my home state, is one of them. God bless Oregon. Well, that's the one thing they got going for them. Um, the cases the court overturned said that if a business was shipping a customer's purchase to a state where the business did not have a physical presence, such as a warehouse or office, the business did not have to collect sales tax for the state. So basically, there was nothing charged to the buyer. However, that buyer was responsible to report and pay. Yeah. But there's no enforcement of that. Well, that's just, so, you know. Th- there's that issue. Because yeah. who's going to go, yeah, I'm going to actually be a good citizen and pay, pay that. for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No. Taxes um, are bad. That's how I live. <laughs> and I haven't had to live yet. So Customers were generally responsible for paying the sales tax to the state themselves if they weren't charged it, but most didn't realize they owed it and few paid. Well, okay. Justice Anthony Kennedy wrote that the previous decisions were flawed. Quote, each year the physical presence, uh, the physical presence rule becomes further removed from economic reality and results in significant revenue losses to the states. He wrote in an opinion, joined by Clarence Thomas, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sam Alito, Gore and Gorsuch. What the crap is Sam Alito on this for? I don't know who that is. And Clarence Thomas. Neither one. 
I'm so sorry that I don't know as much as you. Clarence Thomas, Sam Alito, and Neil Gorsuch are three of the most conservative justices. Okay, well, I knew Neil Gorsuch was. Well, yeah, he's, he's from your era. Yeah, there you go. Kennedy wrote that the rule, quote, limited states' ability to seek long-term prosperity and, was, and has prevented market participants from competing on an even playing field. The ruling is a victory for big chains with a presence in many states since they usually collect sales tax on online purchases already. Now rivals will be charging sales tax where they didn't before. Hmm. Big chains have been collecting sales tax nationwide because they typically have physical stores in whatever state a purchase is being shipped to. Amazon.com, with its network of warehouses, also collects sales tax in every state that charges it. Though third-party sales sellers who use the site don't have to until now. Many sellers that have a physical presence in any state, any, hmm, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Until now, many sellers who have a physical presence in only a single state or a few states have been able to avoid charging sales tax when they ship to addresses outside of those states. Online sellers that haven't been charged sales tax on goods shipped to every state range from jewelry website Blue Nile to pet products like Chewy.com uh, and clothing retailer Bean. L.L. Bean. Okay, yeah, there we go. Got it, yeah. Um, here's my thought. Mm-hmm. Well, let's read old Justice John Roberts. He's the chief justice. And three of his colleagues uh, would have kept the court's previous decisions in place. Quote, E-commerce has grown into a significant and vibrant part of our national economy against the backdrop of established rules, including the physical presence rule. Any alteration to those rules with the potential to disrupt the development of such a critical segment of the economy should be undertaken by Congress rather than the court. And that is a very true. Absolutely. Yeah. So the rest of the justices just said, oh, yep, you're right. We're going to back off. Yeah. And let the, the elected representatives decide this. Yeah. Here's my issue. <clears throat> I own a business in South Dakota. Yes. There are a few things that I could start selling on the interweb. Yeah. Now, if I do that, and, and, and we do on occasion work in states um, or have clients that live in other states that yep. we are not in. We have no nothing in them. Yep. yep we yep, don't yep. even go there to, to do the work. Yeah. But the product ends there. It never sees South Dakota. It's never used in South Dakota. It's nothing. Yeah. So I am not responsible I think up until now, yeah, to collect sales tax for whatever state the customer lives in, and then sub- and then give it to that state. So you have to retrieve the taxes and give the money back to them. Theoretically, now, I think, unless there are stipulations, just to keep it to where the small guys like me won't get killed, because yeah. if they don't have stipulations, what will happen is me, I will have to go get. A sales tax ID and license in every state. That's insane. And then I have to then file a tax report in every state. I don't get how that works because, like, a, a driver's license works in every state. Correct. Yeah, so far. Yeah. So why can't they just make it like that? Well, the problem is there are so many different tax rates. Some states, like, like oh, Oregon, yeah. don't collect tax. So if I ship to Oregon, even if I had that, Mm-hmm. There is nothing that, I mean, there's no tax that you, it's even owed yeah. on either party. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Huh? Now, if I ship to uh, Illinois, there's tax there. I don't know what it is. I don't know. But either. I will then have to find out. Yep. And I'll have to collect the proper quarter percentages, whatever it is. Uh-huh. I know in Minnesota, I don't have a presence there either. Yep. And um, you have to get those taxes. I will have to figure that out. And I know I've got friends over there, and it's like 6.75, some of them 7.25%. So then I now have to have an insane sales tax system that every possible option I have to be able to keep track of. Yeah. And then go to that state and submit it. That's insane it's for a, a small nightmare. business. Absolutely. And this is my, my objection to the whole thing. I think this is maybe what Marty was f- fighting for, was making it easier on these small businesses. How? I don't know what he could have said. This is just a quick two-minute segment yep. I listened to. But So, um, the, court, uh, the case the court ruled on involved a 2016 law that South Dakota passed. Mm-hmm which said it was losing out on an estimated $50 million That's a, a year in sales tax not collected by out-of-state sellers. And what that means is if anyone in South Dakota purchased, say, from Amazon. Yeah. Now, Amazon has changed that, and so they, if it comes from Amazon, they collect the tax. Yeah. And so the state's good. There's no issue there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's because they have decided to do that mm-hmm. um, based on this court ruling. Um. But he's saying that there's enough purchases that have a 0%. There's a, a company in uh, Oregon, Oregon, New York, Yeah, that they are a high-end electronic company. They don't have any presence outside of the New York. No. So they don't collect tax or do anything. So if, if someone from South Dakota buys from them. No taxes. No taxes. Now, they're owed. Yeah, but no but, one gets but, them. But the company is not responsible for collecting and then giving it to the state. So basically, the state is now making all these businesses their tax collector. Because wow. within the state, that's what that's what businesses are. They are the state sales tax collector. That oh man, that sounds weird to me. Why does that sound like communism to me? <laughs> like socialism? Some well, form. well, the the idea of a sales tax. I mean, I is, totally understand, but it just right. sounds like socialism right now. Well, it that might be not, my far right coming out. Well, it could be. I mean, I I hate. I'm not a fan of government. Oh, yeah, no. definitely. I think at the local level, there's some necessity. Yeah. And that's what a sales tax is good for. So essentially, it becomes a use tax. So as, and it's called that, if you are a business and you purchase something and then you use it, you pay a use tax. Yes. It's called sales and use tax. So that's the idea. So I don't pay any taxes until I buy something. No. That makes sense. Yeah. But what South Dakota is saying is if I go buy something in Minnesota, I should be paying sales tax in, like, South Dakota should be getting that sales tax. Yeah, because you bought it. if I drive to Minnesota, which takes all of 12 minutes, yeah, and you buy something there, you don't have to pay for I'm paying Minnesota tax. Yeah. So, by this logic, even though I'm buying it there and I'm driving it back to South Dakota to use in South Dakota, I should not have to pay Minnesota. I should have to pay South Dakota. So, now every wow. hard... Like brick and mortar store should have a questionnaire. Oh, are you taking this out of state to are use? You, yeah, which state? And now we're going to fill that out and send it in. It's to me, just that's take the a next step. Process, and it's going to. Yeah. I think that's going to drive people away if they had something like that. Right. Who's they'll go they'll the never hassle. do that because no. the states will say, "No way, they bought it in our state." Now it's mm-hmm. never going to get used in our state, but they bought it here. So here's the other thought: I could drive to Oregon. Takes longer, but I could do it. Oh, just as little. And buy a bunch of product. Pay no sales tax because I bought it there. And drive back. Now, theoretically, by the same logic, 
I should not have to pay any use tax yeah. on that. So how is it different if I buy it online and have them ship it here? It's no different. I think it's because the online thing, well, yeah, you're completely right that it's no different, but the online thing happens more frequently because oh, no, totally. no, one, no one wants to drive to Oregon. Oregon. Whoever, <laughs> whoever says that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, no one ever wants to do that, and no. I think it just, it's just going to make it easier for the thing that occurs more, but harder for the thing that occurs less. But I don't know how they're going to be able to argue that it only makes sense to do it with an online sale. Even though I could drive out of state. I know. That's and a buy thing it there, and, and the state should, they should be required to pay the South Dakota tax because I live in South Dakota. Not yeah. because I bought it in Minnesota, but because I live in South Dakota. Yeah. And that's where it's going. Yeah. So to me, it's nonsense. This is a garbage ruling. It's bull crap, and I hate it. Yeah, less government. There you go. I like that. So that's what happened today from the Supreme Court. Oh, Yay. Wow. We. Yeah, whatever. Ugh. People can always change it, right? Hopefully, maybe. N no. No? No. What about like signing petitions and crap like oh, that? Do you think that the state is going to ever say, oh, yep, yeah, yeah, we're not going to tax you? That sounds really hopeful. <laughs> I know. Really, really <laughs> hopeful. I've been around longer than you. <laughs> I know. that. God, that gets me every time. Yes. Have you ever heard of Coco the Gorilla? This is from way back. Oh, God. This is the gorilla who could do sign language. Did she talk to Robin Williams? I, what? I oh, like in a movie? No, or I have real? no idea. Robin have... Williams died. Yeah. So yes. maybe. Well... Instagram is like my news source. I don't go to websites. Instagram? Instagram is amazing. You have no idea. Are you on it? Hello. You have to be on it. I am on uh, it. Duh, I need but that. I'm not on it for news gathering. Well, no, I'm really not either, but like facts and crap. But, but, well, well, I'm really? on it for news and I'm on facts. it for facts. Show me the facts from there. Man, I don't know. There's like words I don't even know and... And numbers that are just crazy, and sleep is important. This is not harangue, or whatever the gorilla that tried to. No, it's not. With that no, kid. you can't. That's a. That's that's a our Harambe. generation. Harambe. That's, yeah. that's Haram, our sorry. generation thing. Coco. We this is Coco. My we, generation. Yeah, I know. But like, what I saw or something was that when Robin Williams died, there was a gorilla that knew sign language, and she signed sad, like for a week or something. Okay, we're going we're gonna to find out. You have to look this up, please. I, I want it to be right, but if it's not true, you know, big whoop. <laughs> uh, Williams. Did Coco sign to Robin Williams? I don't know if it was Coco or not. Uh, well, the gorilla used sign language and met Robin Williams, so there's a good chance. Yeah, then that... Must be what I read. I don't know specifics, but the internet does. And they don't lie. Never. I've never read hmm. a wrong thing. So on here the we go. Internet. This from Variety. Oh, it might be too long, but we'll see. Okay. Ah, hold on a second. I probably should turn up the volume. Is it? Okay. Good job. But then again, I can't talk. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Coco and Robin Williams. Robin Williams was invited to meet Coco, the gorilla who was fluent in American Sign Language in 2001. So maybe you're right. 
That'll be one of the first. Coco makes a new friend. Coco. Oh, let's do this. There you go. Hi. Oh, thank God. This is Robin Williams. Hi. I recently had a mind-altering experience communicating with a gorilla. Her name is Coco. We shared something extraordinary. <laughs> Laughter. Coco understands spoken English and uses over a thousand signs to share her feelings and thoughts about daily events. Life, love, even death. It was awesome and unforgettable. I'm gonna adopt you. <laughs> she just plucked his eyeglasses off and is now smelling them. I think she wants oh, to wear them. Oh, and wearing them. She's trying. I swear this happened. So you were one when this happened. 2001? Yep. She had my sunglasses on. <laughs> Turned away and then she looked out the window and she looked great. They actually looked very nice. <laughs> <laughs> she turned out the window just like <laughs> Oh, man. You chase. Oh. Okay, where, where should you guys she all go? She wants Robin Williams to chase. In the kitchen or in... Who's chasing tickle. who, though? Oh, Tickle Coco. Hmm. Yep, tickle Coco. Or in the thighs. Mm -hmm. This is... Like that. Tickle. You tickle, Coco signs. Tickle. So anyway, this is a video on Variety.com, by the way. 2018. Give um, it a look. 2001 is when apparently Robin met Coco. So Instagram was right for you. God bless America. Wow, I'm shocked. I am too. That is amazing. Instagram worked for news. Man. Look, uh -huh. well, Coco, by yeah, the way, Don't get too dead. away with that. Coco dead at 46. That's, that's a sad thing. It's a sad day for Coco. The oh, thoughtful well. gorilla who captivated the world through her ability to use sign language and revealed an empathetic side to great apes has died. She was 46. The western lowland gorilla passed away in her sleep Tuesday morning. That's the peaceful way. That's how you want to die. At the Gorilla Foundation's preserve in California's Santa Cruz Mountains. Quote, Coco touched the lives of millions as an ambassador for all gorillas and an icon for interspecies communication and empathy. I think Harambe did a better job of that. She was believed, <laughs> she was beloved, and will be deeply missed, said the foundation on its website. All right, Haram, uh, <laughs> Haram's dead. <clears throat> oh, God, uh, that makes me Coco, sad. Coco, so, I mean, it, it, it's not fun when, I don't know, we're no, not no reveling in it. death, that's for sure. Oh, well, death is death. Anyways, um, on a lighter subject, taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Time Magazine. Oh, I have that one already. Hold on. Time Magazine has published uh, July 2nd, 2018. This I from time.com. This is their cover. Oh, wow. I don't really like that. It is red. So if you go to the interweb and you search for the July 2, 2018 Time Magazine cover, it is red. Now, I don't really get that picture because america is the land of dreams it says welcome to america and it's trump like looming over this was obviously photoshopped oh without question that child would be happy crying tears of joy if it was next to trump i know i would be 
but you were not separated at the border. Oh, man. Right? Oh, well. I wasn't, no. Okay. So, you but have no... my parents chose to be here legally through their parents and their grandparents. So, you, all I'm saying is, <laughs> you have no standing. <laughs> no, Speaking I Speaking of a court of law. Yeah. <laughs> you have no standing to be here. Uh, but the Time Magazine is, like, really going for it. Oh, yeah. They always are. I was 2006 Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Did you know that? I did not. I You were, too. I don't think I... Oh, was that... When was that? That was... Was it 2006 or 2002? I think it was 2006 that everyone in the world was Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Doesn't that make you... Not happy at all. That's that's like everyone gets a trophy. Yeah, right. I know it's the same thing. Participation award. I can write that down on a scholarship though, and they'll like, oh, who cares? And then, <laughs> I was person of the year. I was one of the persons of the year. Is that it? I was one of the billions of people <laughs> person of the year. Hmm. Man, and that was another thing I saw on Instagram or in a book. I don't know. I don't like books. What? They're like the paper version of the internet. The or the wood no, version. No, like newspapers are that kinda. Well, you daily know. rags are. Yeah. There's a talk show host named Lars Larson in Portland, Oregon. He uh. I like that name, Lars Larson. <laughs> he call he calls the local newspaper the Daily Dead Fish Wrapper. <laughs> okay. Because you wrap dead fish in newspapers, so it's pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see it now. Because it's not worth reading. No, it's really not. Wrap your dead fish in it. Yeah, that's what we do. Well, not really. We just start fires with it. We're not arsonists. We live. We have a cabin, and we make fires there in a bonfire pit. Not arsonists. Okay. Top of Drudge Report right now, six twenty-three p.m. on six twenty-one. Holy Hannah. 2018. Krauthammer dead. That's right. We were talking about this. Charles Krauthammer, a longtime Fox News contributor, Pulitzer Prize winner, Harvard-trained psychiatrist, and best-selling author who came to be known as the Dean of Conservative Commentators, died on Thursday. He was 68. His death has been expected after he wrote a heartbreaking letter to colleagues, friends, and viewers on June 8th, that said in part, quote, I have been uncharacteristically silent these past 10 months. I had thought that silence would soon be coming to an end, but I'm afraid I must tell you now that fate has deci- has decided on a different course for me. Recent, silence. Recent tests have revealed that the cancer has returned. There, has n- there was no sign of it as recently as a month ago, which means it is aggressive and spreading rapidly. My doctors tell me their best estimate is that I have only a few weeks left to live. This is the final verdict. My fight is over. That sucks. That is so sad to look down the barrel of a loaded gun. Mm-hmm. Following the news of his death, good friend Brett Baer, a Fox News host, um, posted on Twitter, I am sure you will be owing the panel discussion. I am sure you will be owning the panel discussion in heaven as well. And we'll make sure your wise words and thoughts, your legacy, will live on here. R.I.P. good friend, I am sure you will be owning the panel discussion in heaven as well. That was it. That's a nice sentiment. 
Krauthammer was arguably a Renaissance man, achieving, achieving mastery in such disparate fields as psychiatry, speech writing, print journalism, and television. He won the Edwin Dunlop Prize for Excellence in Psychiatric Research and Clinical Medicine. Journalism honors included the Pulitzer Prize for Commentary for his Washington Post columns in 1987 and National Magazine Award for his work in The New Republic in 1984. His book, Things That Matter, Three Decades of Passions, Pastimes, and Politics, instantly became a New York Times bestseller, remaining in the number one slot for 10 weeks and on the coveted list for nearly 40. That's a while. Krauthammer delivered his views in a mild-mannered yet steady and almost philosophical style, befitting his background in psychiatry and detailed analysis of human behavior. Borrowing from that background, Krauthammer said in 1990, after the fall of the Berlin Wall, that the post-Cold War world had gone from bipolar to unipolar. With the United States as the sole superpower, he also coined the term the Reagan Doctrine, among others. He also showed an unabashed love of baseball. Nationals Park held a mo moment of silence before his beloved Washington Nationals played a home game Thursday night. You said something in there. He was for the Washington Post, and I just thought that was crazy. A conservative. Wapo, wapo, wapo. In the wapo. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> oh, well. Back when they might have done news. I know, but now it's just stories. Yes. You do sports at all, other than running? No, I'm not a sports guy. Are you into sports? Do you follow them? Man, I'll follow the like NCAA tournament because my friends make me, <laughs> and I'll follow the end of the NFL season. Just the end? Pretty much. I don't care, like, during the season, like, who gives a crap. But, like, once it gets down to the nitty-gritty, oh, that's when I sink my okay. teeth into it. So are you a fair-weather fan? Like, you follow the winner? Uh, well, I mean, oh, God. How do I make myself not sound like a bandwagon? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. The only reason I ever liked the Packers was because when I was 12 and they won that Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh, I had bet them to win with no money on the line. What did you say? I know, right? No one likes that. I'm really... Like, I have to shove that down here in this area saying I'm a Packers fan because I'm either <laughs> really hated or really loved, and there's mm -hmm. no in-between. Mm -hmm. But that's not a big deal. So. And, and yeah, so they won that against the Pittsburgh... Steelers or whatever heck, and um, so that's one reason why I like them. I was like, they they did a good job for me, and then I've always liked Denver because I have relatives in Denver, and I'm like, family matters, because family totally has something to do with my sports team, and they're like, yeah, the only two that I really care about. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry for everyone listening. If you didn't like that, live with it. It's all right. Okay, good. Because professional sports, if any of you follow this show at all, um, are not something that we laud on this show. No, I would understand why. <laughs> we tend to uh, mock them. I would do. Kathleen Demlo, who was born on March 19, 1938 to Joseph and Gertrude Schunk of Wabaso. She married Dennis Demlo at St. Anne's in Wabaso in 1957 and had two children, Gina and Jay. 
this from the obituary of this lady. Who is this lady? Hear me out. I will hear you out. This from the obituary of Kathleen Demlow, published in the newspaper. What year? In southwestern Minnesota, 2018. Oh, she died this year. Correct. I'm very sorry for the family and friends. In 1957, had two children, Gina and Jay. In 1962, she became pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle Demlow, and moved to California. I read this on Instagram as well. <laughs> she abandoned her children, <laughs> Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents in Clements. Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Schunk. She passed away on May 31, 2018 in Springfield and will now face judgment. I, yeah, I She will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that this world is a better place without her. Can you imagine writing that as an obituary? I take back my sorries. I'm so sorry for saying sorry. Oh, my God, I remember this now. That's a heck of a life. I mean, I wish I could have lived like that. That's awesome. Something, no. What? You can't live like that. Well, I know and it's terrible. And then have your, your, your like, first children like write some obituary that's uh, I, I mean, mocking you. You know, it's all the same. You're all going to die anyways. You're all well. going to die? No. You live it the way you want. No. No, don't live it the way you want. Live under <laughs> under people. Uh, I was thinking, though, during as I was reading that, of a movie called The Last Word. Who's in that? Called. Huh? Who's in that? Um, oh, brother, you want me to know this? Well, nah. I don't. Um, is it Jude, not Judy Dench? Oh, I love Judy Dench. Is I it? don't know Hold anything on. about her work other than uh, the 007 film. She was in Skyfall. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Not Shirley MacLaine is who I meant. That's similar, yeah. similar era. All the same. Shirley MacLaine. Uh, it, it's actually a really good movie. I was impressed. Uh, it's about a retired businesswoman yep. who um, realizes that she has to control everything, and she wants to control her obituary. And so she goes to the obit writer at the newspaper and says, Hi, um, who writes your, you know, give me that person that writes your obituaries. All right, I want you to write mine. She's like, oh, we will when you die. Nope, we're doing it right now. Yeah. I, Whoa, and I'm going to prove it. <laughs> that's taking it by the balls, dude. And so it turns out uh, nobody had things nice to say about her. That's genius. So then she had a... Um, a come to Jesus moment, as they say, mm-hmm. and had to. I've had a few of those with my had, dad. <laughs> had to had to find something that could make her obituary worth writing. Yeah, and so it, it's a good movie if you want to watch. That it. makes so, sense. Yeah. So the last word it came out last year. Oh, really? Really, really. All right, let's go down the third list here. Um. I see that Netanyahu's wife got indicted for fraud. My goodness. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Because I'm a big supporter of Israel. Why? Because I just feel like they need it. Perfect. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> I, I did, I'm not disagreeing with you. Oh, no, I totally know what you mean. Our history teacher went kind of into depth about history, about the history of like Israel and Palestine and all that stuff. Who was your history teacher? Uh... Rick Swenson, hmm. a graduate of Grant Dual High School, which I went to from K through eight, and then I, I I left and went to Melbank, and now he's the history teacher or was the history at Mel, teacher at Melbank, and he retired this year. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was really sad when he said he was retiring, hmm. and a lot of people were too. So if well, you're listening, Mr. Swenson, come back, please. Come back to us. Well, not us, but 
Not us. So just, just for me. one more year, then you can drop out after you're done? Is that the idea? That's what I thought. Perfect. But he's gone. He he quit. He's not gone, gone. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, he didn't he's die. in the best health of he's ever been in, <laughs> if you ask me, from what I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not much else to say. Um, the NSA is moving all of its data to a top secret cloud. I'm not a big fan of the NSA. I think that's they're probably listening. I think I don't care if you're listening, NSA. I don't like you. I stop looking at me. The top secret cloud. Maybe that's the dark side of the moon. Yes. You've seen the Transformers movie, yeah? No. Well, never mind. Yeah. So you earlier in the show you uh, emphatically jumped on the no not to the moon bandwagon. There was no way. I'm okay. I I'm a big conspiracy theorist. <laughs> 9/11 was an inside what? job. But we never who went said to the that's moon. a theory though. It might be conspiracy, but who says it's a theory? It's a fact. A conspiracy fact is what this is. What the moon? The moon, the moon 9/11 landing? inside Why? job. Here's my question about the moon. Why haven't we done it again? Exactly. There's a big band of radiation called the something radiation belt. <laughs> You're going to really win arguments here. <laughs> I'm so good at fact-checking everything I say. And there's this giant belt, and I saw it. A scientist said it. And um, so it's right. And, uh, yeah, that's why we can't go back. Or can't go there. Well, so maybe we had some sneaky way to get through it the first time. There's a this... gap we found. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Giant radiation belt gap is what we found in the 60s with less technology than what we have now. Our phones can get us to the moon and back if you think about it. There's more Yeah, see? Moon and back right there. All right. Yeah. Um, the AAA so we're going to jump off that theory. Okay, good, because I didn't want to get into 9-11 and no, get like death no. threats and stuff like that. No, I uh, that, I think uh, World Trade Center 7 is the thing to yes, kicker for me. You know what? Whatever. Yeah. Why did that building have to fall? Yeah, and the $3 billion that we were missing from the government. Shh. Oh, Stop it. Never mind. The NSA is listening. I'm sorry, NSA. No, I'm not. Shut up. Well, you maybe, maybe we this. don't have an audience for this show, so it'll be fine. <laughs> good. <laughs> Uh, AAA record, uh, says a record 47 million people will travel for 4th of July I'm in not. 2018. I'm not either. I'm going to my lake cabin, and I'm going to... Oh, you're traveling there. Well, Duh, oh, hey. dang it. Shucks. Traveling. Uh, but then, this is disturbing. Market Watch says, this is from yesterday, mm-hmm. people are getting loans to pay for their vacation. I don't like that. Denise Phillips, a military veteran mom who has three sons in the service, wanted to book a trip to Hawaii to spend Thanksgiving with one of her children. But she didn't want to pay for the trip all at once. So she started searching online for installment plans and found one through the lending company Affirm. I started looking into it and it said no hidden fees, she said. I tried it and it was actually true. The experience was convenient, she said. And since that trip, she's used Affirm to book more trips. One for a fishing trip to Alaska next month, and she's pl- she has plans to use it in January for a trip to Bermuda. Well, she's taking care of the system. She's like, using it. I guess. I wish I was that clever. <laughs> so the potential risk is that you then don't pay it off. Yeah, that's what Hello. I don't really like. But I don't see how this is any different than using, say, a credit card. 
I, to yes. buy your vacation. I just don't see the difference. I don't like using credit cards either. NSA can track that. <laughs> you have an old flip phone? No, Almost. I'm not that bad. <laughs> Have to get on the grid just in case I do get need help from you have the to get government. On the grid? Why? What help could you need from the government? I know. That sounds like an oxymoron. Right? Mm. Help from the government. Mm. Were you um did you look at all or watch the Starbucks thing? The recent Starbucks debacle? Where the two oh. African American gentlemen got arrested. In I have no for, idea for essentially loitering. They they said they. Just, I think that's crazy. Which part? Them getting arrested for loitering. Okay. Can I, a private business have policies within their? Well, yeah, it's a private business. Okay. They can do whatever they please. So then, if a private business says uh, the policy is being broken and we need something to happen and nothing happens, who do you go to to enforce that? The police. Well, it, apparently. Uh, yeah, I mean. So then, if you're defined against the police, they they have guns. Yeah. Why do you need guns? Though? Unfortunately, because they have guns, you must do what they say. I know that's crazy. Uh, at some level. That's why I need a gun. One. <clears throat> no what? I need a guns. <laughs> and this, by the way, is a high school senior. Everybody. <laughs> that's okay. I'm not gonna shoot. I need. A, no, that's a I terrible need, idea. No, I need a guns. That's what I was making reference. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. English is like so easy. Can you just abuse it? Yeah. Perfect. Abuse English. Yeah. All right. Any last thoughts? Well. Wow. Well, our our Nationalist Party did not win the governor seat, that's for sure. Well, running State. on legalized marijuana, are that we surprised? That was not that we really ran on. Like everyone at Boy State was behind that. The Federalists had the same thing as really? we did on that. So but what does that say about Aberdeen? Maybe it's true they are all dead. No, 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 no. Not Aberdeen. High school junior boys all wanted recreational pot, <laughs> except for Wait, me, Wait, well, it was all recreational? Yeah. Oh, was so this like, wasn't medicinal. This was straight up just yeah, fun. we're fun. We're the generation of fun, I guess. It's insane. All I right. Was, I was behind maybe medicinal. And recreational for like thirty year olds and up, because what's a thirty year old gonna do with pot? Smoke it, huh? Yeah. What's a twenty year old gonna do with pot other S- than smoke it? Smoke it, and I don't know. Drugs are weird. Depends on the person, I guess. Okay, so you're a small government guy. Should they just be legalized? I Drugs. actually have a plan. Ooh. I don't know if this is a good plan. I don't think it'll work because a lot of people have said it won't work. And I think, oh, well, whatever. Still a plan. My plan is we should legalize all drugs. And I'm a small pers- small government person. But, like, I don't know. We could either get companies to give them out because businesses normally do a very good job of being a business, whereas the government doesn't. But, you know, just have someone else that's not a drug dealer handing it out. Someone with, like... L- like visions and plans and some morals. That'd be nice. So you want someone with morals handing out meth? Yeah. Perfect. That's Money a great morals. plan. Not like morals like, oh, we should help you out and get off it. No, like bad morals. Like morals like, you'll give us money. Keep giving us more money. Because eventually those people on drugs will die out. 
So with this new internet sales tax thing, yeah, I wonder if we could start collecting internet sales tax on drugs then across the country. Genius. I think the most money you can soak out of drugs and put it into something better is better. Yeah, but who gets to determine what better is? Our I elected don't. politicians? That's, That's a terrible a good idea. idea. Oh, At least we we're the on the same, same page yeah, there. Hey. Good. Yes. Um But yeah, if we just tax the hell out of the heck out of drugs. <laughs> there we go. If we just tech tax drugs so much, who wants to buy tax drugs? Addicts. This is the problem. Well, cigarettes. They did try that with cigarettes. Oh, well. I mean, cigarettes don't typically, like, cause your mind to go nuts. No, it really doesn't. Like I, I don't think. I've not done it, so I don't know. But I wouldn't know either. I mean, I just know that it, like, gets in your head. You just need another one. That's, like, all it does. But mm-hmm. it doesn't, like, make you a psychopath. I just give you cancer. It's fine. Yeah, like, big whoop. You're, yeah. That just affects you, though. Yeah, it doesn't affect, like, other, well, secondhand smoke. But, you know, big whoop. <laughs> Whatever. Big whoop. Just Details. get more smoking areas for them. We got them. I know. We need more. Did you follow the uh, the Supreme Court decision on the the baker? Yes, I'm so baker? glad. Why? With what they did, because he's a private business owner. Okay. There were plenty other bakeries they could have gone to. You didn't have to force it. You didn't have to shove it down his throat. You know. And if he's a Christian, he's not saying he wants you to die. He's saying. Can I please uphold my values? And but, that's what America is. But that that other perspective tends to say that you can't hold that view because if you hold that view of it's my my whatever, yeah, then you are uh, perpetuating an ideology of hatred. Oh, good. So I mean, th- the thing. Where did we go? I it, it's an intriguing idea. I like that. Uh, it appears at this point that the Supreme Court has ruled that uh, a private citizen can't be compelled yeah. to create art for someone they don't want to. Or can't be compelled to create art, yeah. period. I think that's great. No mm-hmm. one should be compelled to do anything. What about pay taxes? No. Well, too bad for that one. I know. That one, you know, like, was it Ben Franklin said, the two things that are for sure in life, death and taxes? <laughs> Uh, last thing here that I have from the New York Post. This from today, actually, two forty-six p.m. Central. Wow, that's early time. No, no, Eastern. Sorry, Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano offers to foster migrant children brought to New York City, but she's well, separating she them nice? from her from their families. Oh. She's as bad as the government. No. Not remotely. No, she's just as bad, dude. Not remotely. She's separating them. Huh? She's fostering those kids that are separated. Oh, yeah? That's terrible. Mm. The government can't do it. Why can people? <laughs> if they can't, well, there you go. Alyssa Mil- actress Alyssa Milano wants to take in one of the... Oh, oh brother. One. <laughs> one of the hundreds of immigrant children housed in foster hundreds. care facilities in Harlem. <clears throat> Uh, who were torn from their parents under President Trump's Trump's zero-tolerance immigration policy. The native of Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. I don't know where that is. I didn't know that Brooklyn... Is that a a city? A state? No, 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 no. I think Brooklyn's just like a part of New York. Bensonhurst. It must be its own street. There's 900 million people in there. Ah, I see. There's like 12 million or something. It's all the same. Is there 12 million in New York City? 
I think there's more than that. I need to look that up. Population of New York City. Um. No, oh, wait. Maybe there's less. 2018, we're going to guess because they clearly don't know. Is it eight? 8.55 million. 2016 yep. was the when that was. Yep. Okay. Yep. 8 mil. That's a lot of people. That is. So I'm going to give Brooklyn the ability to have a Bensonhurst inside Brooklyn. That works. Yeah. Um, native of Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, wrote to the CEO of Cayuga Centers, Edward Myers Hayes, on Thursday offering to help according to a letter obtained by the Post. Quote, based on New York City news reports detailing a covert dark-of-night transport of children, it appears your organization has stepped up to temporarily care for these poor souls. I, along with others, will fervent, while fervently against the White House policy that put these children in your care, acknowledge your efforts, wrote Milano, who happens to be 45. They put in here. I don't know why they need to ageist. With this, I write to offer my assistance. Like many people touched by this tragedy, I have thought about ways I can help, she added. As a mother, I know that children need to be reunited with their parents in the United States more than anything. The charmed screen star and mom of two said she was willing to offer children, quote, my home and my heart, my love, and whatever stability I can give them until they can be reunited with a parent. I will register with the appropriate authorities so I can bring some of these children into my home and foster them during this time of need. Afterwards, I will help ensure they get the help they need to fight their cases, stay, and win. I am sure this is something many other Americans would consider immoral and patriotic duty because I am so awesome. Yeah, I'm a Christian, and one of the texts in the Bible is... Be humble. No. Shh. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. If pe more people stepped up, do it all the more. Yeah, but however, don't don't, don't do this for publicity, no. oh, please, hello. for the yeah. love of God, don't Here, do this. Here's for publicity. my problem with this, though. Nobody gives a crap. No. About the foster care system in America. No. Which that's is why horrible. it's garbage. Hello. Yeah. Now, I, again, I am not by any means saying it's awesome that these kids down, you know, immigrant no. children are having trauma. My God, trauma. who wants that? That's terrible. But let me tell you, our foster care system is equally traumatic in a lot of cases. So let's fix all of it if we're going to really go down the road. Yep. But. Get those Hollywood actors with their money. Let's fix That's it. right. They got enough. They can give it out. My God. I mean, I'm not into socialism, but my God, let's put them in their place. No, but we can compel them. Government shouldn't, but we can, right? Yeah, we have guns. <laughs> I'm not. We are not condoning no. compelling your neighbor with a gun God, to give up their money. isn't that terrible? We have to say we don't condone terrible things. Well. Ugh. Oh, well. To keep us safe, we do. Yeah. All right, this is the David Allen Show, davidallenshow.com. Uh, ben, thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Hope to be on soon. And, uh, yeah, this is good. Uh, DavidAllenShow.com. We're on the Apple Podcast Store. Also, we're on the uh, the Google Play Store if you have an Android device. I'm one of those people. Uh, so, so for sorry. you, for you, we're on the Google Play Store. WhyMillBank.com slash podcast, or you can click on the podcast button at the front page of WhyMillBank.com um, and click on the the uh, David Allen Show. There's also other links to the other shows that originate out of this Why Millbank Podcast Studio. Uh, we are located on Main Street in Milbank, South Dakota. That used to be the land of the free, but it's becoming more and more not. Thank you, Marty Jackley. And the United States Supreme Court.
God bless America. Hey, there you go. This is the David Allen Show. Thanks for coming back again. We'll see you next time. <laughs>